to Enterprise. Lock on transporters. Beam is up. Scotty. If everything goes according to plan, don't beam us up. Beam me up. Energize. Hello and welcome to Probably Up Scotty, a podcast where we rewatch all of Star Trek in chronological order. I'm Ushin. And I'm Andrea. And today we are discussing episode 21, Vox Sala. So as a group of Tutassians leave Enterprise in a hut, a strange symbiotic life form boards and captures several crew members. So Andrea. Did you remember this episode? <laughs> yes. Uh, I didn't remember it to be so disgusting, like the idea of it. Yeah. But <laughs> it's very disgusting. It is. I think the props team made a great job of making it gross for when the people were captured by it. Mm-hmm. But obviously I didn't remember how bad the CGI was. Because that was some bad CGI. Yeah, one of my first notes was that the CGI was terrible, especially when we first see the creature aboard the Enterprise. But I mean, obviously, for the rest of the episode, they use, as you say, props, and the guys are actually captured, which I thought I thought was well done. But we we do need to talk about the the design because I sort of makes sense that you said it was disgusting. I wasn't really sure how you would react, what your reaction to this episode would be, because we do obviously get to see Trip covered in... In wet slime. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was very jizz-like. Yes. I mean, it's it's basically tentacle porn. Yeah. Material. It's not porn, but it's material. So, going back a little bit. This episode has good amounts of Trip, good amounts of Hoshi, and good amounts of Mayweather. This is a good episode. Yeah, I really like this episode. Do I like the the alien? No, I don't. I think Venom did it better. <laughs> if you're gonna possess a body, you ha- you have to be funny. Yeah. And this this alien isn't funny, which is fine. Not everybody can be funny. That's why. Funny people are funny, because some people are not. But <laughs> it was disgusting. Um, and uh, I'm just happy to have seen... That's great. My cat is destroying a paper bag, because of course, of course she is. Of course. And I cannot bear myself to take it away from her, because she's she's having fun. So you guys are listening to my cat ripping a paper bag. Um, oh, no, she's tired of it. <laughs> I think my cat is ADHD too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So what was I saying? This episode, I liked it. The alien, I did not. I love Hoshi. I love Mayweather. I love Trip. Trip is a good friend to the captain. 
Mm-hmm. And Topol is a bitch, which I love her for. Oh, interesting. Okay. She's a bitch in this episode. You think so? I don't think, I didn't think she was a bitch. I thought, certainly at the start, she definitely comes across as, as harsh with Hoshi. And also because at the end of the episode, the Kratasan and what they're upset about isn't even a translation issue. Like, it wasn't even down to Hoshi's mistake with the translation or anything. It was literally that. Right. It was literally the customs. Like, yeah, she translated. Exactly. Which I really like, actually. I thought that was an interesting idea. The idea that, like, eating for the other race would be this private, intimate thing. I like that. Yeah, that's very original. But I didn't think I wouldn't have called to call bitch certainly not like definitely, definitely of course biased. because you're you're logical like her so you're biased <laughs> yeah she was I mean, acting very bitchy well yeah but the moment where they're working together and she explains to Hoshi that well I'm, that's cute because that's very homoerotic I was just about to say there's definitely some chemistry there certainly more chemistry than there would have been between Paul and Archer yes by a mile and there was a moment they, they could have done the lean kiss, you know? Yes. There was definitely a moment where I was like, are they? Are they going to do this? I feel like if this episode was in a show that came out today. Yeah. That would have been different. Just slightly. Yes. Um, that would have had a happy ending. Yeah. Because as well, how she mentions it all, she says, As first officer, it's my duty to supervise you. This goes beyond duty, Subcommander. You've been looking over my shoulder ever since you came on board, double-checking my log entries, my translations. It's my job. Yes! I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe she is, but we haven't really seen that throughout the series so far. Like, we've mm-hmm. seen it in maybe a few episodes, but aside from that, their interactions have been pretty minimal. To non-existent. So that means that there is something behind the scenes. So that would make sense if now they started doing more things together and flirting. That would make sense because we've been introduced to the concept of, oh, they have things outside of what we see on the screen. But they're cowards, so they won't do it. And this is me, by the way, uh, to Paul and Trip Sheeper, yeah. saying, <laughs> give me to Paul and Hoshi. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's fair. Because I felt like it was a good opportunity to reference the moment they had on the Klingon ship where Tapal helps Hoshi calm herself and center her emotions and stuff. But again, no, they didn't, they didn't call back to that, which I felt was a missed opportunity. But yeah, I, I agree with you that I, I really liked the episode overall. Last week, obviously, was very heavy. And I think I predicted that we would probably get a lighter monster of the week. And that's what we got. Um, it was a really good one because similar to Dear Doctor, before the kind of thrust of the, the plot started and the aliens started capturing people, we got these nice little glimpses into just the everyday running of the ship. You know, they were prepping for a movie night and Trip and Archer were being friendly and you know, Trip was acting all dog-like again and cheering his master up. Yeah, no, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And then when the plot started going, we also got these really interesting pairings, like Topol and Hoshi, and we also got that scene with Reed and Flox, and we got more Flox, which we haven't had in a while. So, yeah, overall, this was a really good episode that included everyone, and we even got some 
some new crew members that we haven't met before in Kelly and Rostov, I think. What's with the with the extra characters, with the background characters being of Eastern European descent? We have Nakokovic, <laughs> Rostov. What's up? What's up with that? I want a Hernandez. I want a Garcia. Please, Spanish people, represent, please. I was disappointed that we got Rostov managing to regain conscious and not Kelly because of the lead. Yeah, that seems a little bit... Um... Definitely a bit 2001 of oh, the woman obviously goes to sleep first, even though he got captured first. Yeah, like he, he was under the influence of the alien control for longer. But let's not give the black woman any limes, please. We have to pay her for those. Let's not let's not blend her mind with the with our two white male characters. Oh, that would have been so good. I would have liked that actually. Exactly. That would have been so much more interesting. Than a game of sports years ago. Yeah. All to say be strong and and hold on. I don't know if you felt the same. I feel like this is a generational thing. But there's this one pocket of generation that's just always going to have this maybe maybe it's not just me but when he was talking about that scene and <laughs> he mentioned it was regionals and so just my mind immediately went to glee <laughs> and I was like what? Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh my god same I feel like this is trauma childhood trauma I, yeah 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 I hear regionals and I think glee I think cheerleader movies and I also think Pitch Perfect. Yeah. I adore Pitch Perfect. I adore it. But yeah, I th- I thought Glee for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay, a cappella group. Yeah, that, that whole scene of them becoming symbiotic is just so uninteresting. It's just three white guys, which it was. Very <laughs> <laughs> That's so boring. <laughs> um, the, only, the only way that that scene would be interesting with three white guys is if uh, one of the white guys had been Reed and he'd maybe had another dream <laughs> while they were all oh no <laughs> no or I mean he doesn't have to have the dream he just has to think of the, he just has to think of the dream yeah that is disgusting and then they'd all they'd all come out and they'd be like why are you just have this sudden urge for yeah. calling me stinky? Yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that is disgusting and I hate it, thank you. But speaking of Reed, as I mentioned, I did like the, the scene with him and Phlox discussing about a miniature philosophical or moral debate about torture and the, the benefits, the pros and cons of torture. And. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, that's good. And it's always good to see more flops because he's definitely been sidelined the last few weeks. Uh, I have another note in regards to Reed. So when they're going to watch the film, and he's told, it, "Oh, it's a classic French film," and he pulls a face, and then they say, "No, you'll like it. Things blow up. Hmm. Sounds fun." <laughs> And he's like, oh, oh, then. <laughs> and I think yeah. it's very funny, like a throwback to what we've talked about, that he doesn't have a personality and he just likes things blowing up. Uh, yes, he does. He yeah. does. No, I really enjoyed that. I laughed at that. 
was one of my notes as well, so I'm glad you brought it up, because, yeah, I, I really like that they turned what we hated about character Reese, and they've actually made it thing within the show, which I appreciate that other characters are acknowledging that. Yeah, he's kind of only got one, one character, and that's just guns and explosions. <laughs> and, uh, but I like as well that Reed, you know, he's also trying to cheer up Hoshi, making a joke about how, oh, we may need your translation skills on the film because he's French. Yeah, that was a good point for him. I was going to say that if I was told that I have to watch a French movie, I would have pulled the same face. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I couldn't blame him for that, because who wants to watch a, a French film? I did think of you in that moment as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm Spanish and I hate the French. And he's British and he hates the French. So, like, everybody in Europe hates, hates the French, I think. No, no I don't. Well, thank you for hearing. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> so yeah, overall, I think it was a, a really good episode, um, and I'd like to talk about the water polo because I was not expecting them to be watching water polo. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I was expecting American football. I liked it though. I like that the very American captain likes have not so American sport. Like, obviously, sports don't have nationalities, but it's not like a baseball, basketball, rugby, American football thing. It's a water polo. <laughs> and Trip, I think, says something of, I, I wasn't expecting to enjoy a bunch of guys in a pool or something like that. And <laughs> your toxic masculinity is showing, Trip. See, I've, ne I've never seen water polo. Not me neither. I'm sure it is. Maybe it's fun to watch. I did think their sports banter was pretty poor. When, yeah. When they're explaining the rules, and like Trip is surprised at like a 20 second penalty that gives the other team an advantage. And I'm like, it, like they definitely have that in sports. In every watching. sport. Yeah, they definitely do that. Yeah. And also, 20 seconds is nothing. Yeah, that was a little bit weird. But again, I don't know anything about sports because I don't do, I don't practice them. So it didn't take me out of it because I don't care for it. Yeah, no, that's fair. It yeah, just it took me out of it because like it just felt very unnatural, especially when we know that Trip is someone who does follow other sports and like sports. That's not something that you'd be surprised by. Yeah. So yeah, was there was there anything else you wanted to say? I mean, I've got notes, but I just don't want to throw the, the ball over to your court. If there was anything there, no, I I don't have any more notes. <laughs> okay, so I can just talk about how much I love Hoshi. Hoshi is so underrated. I'm sure that she's in your notes, so let's just talk about Hoshi for a minute. Hoshi's always in my notes. I know <laughs> Hoshi's always in our hearts. She's there, so I I feel. Like, at this point, they should know better than to contradict her. Because she's like, we should try to communicate with the alien. Because this sounds like a language. This has the formulaic aspect of a language, even though it's just screeches and calm frequency disruption or whatever. Um, What do I know? I'm not a linguist. <laughs> Yes, I am. That's, that's a funny part. 
Um, and they're like, no, actually, we're gonna shoot it. We're gonna hurt it. When, when the when the thing is holding people captive, like, why would you hurt something that has your people captive? Are you right in the head? No, you're not. What are you doing, sir? It's so weird to me. Like, if if it had them just locked up, right? Like, they were free to move around and think of on their own and, and everything, but he, the alien had just made, a, like, a Groot root bubble? Yeah. Then maybe you could try to hurt the alien, because it's not hurting your people. But obviously, you walk into the room and you see that the alien is hurting your people. Because your people are unconscious in the alien, inside of it. So, not the greatest move by our friend here, Reed. No, but Reed just likes to shoot things. Right, but not the best move by our friend Tapal either. Because she's like, yeah, shoot it. Find a way to hurt it. Ma'am? Yeah, it did strike me that it definitely illogical. I think it was only because they wanted the conflicts of... Tepal and Hoshi later on. So for that, Tepal had to side with some other person. And the other person that wasn't stuck on an alien was, well, Mayweather, but he's not going to be like, let's, you know. And Reed. And Reed is going to shoot things. I I do think that Mayweather communicating with the Kritasans and heading to the planet Without needing to go to Tepal and be like, "Hey, I talked to them," I'm like, he's like, "Now I'm gonna do this," and I think that that's great for for him because we don't see enough of him. So when we see something and it's that good that his coworkers and friends are in danger and he needs to do something, and he obviously is not a security officer or a translation officer. Or whatever, so he does what he does and he flies the ship to the planet that the alien is from. So good for Mayweather. Great Mayweather moment when he's that like the dramatic apology. Please believe me. We had no idea that would be offensive to you. It was simply a misunderstanding. On behalf of the entire crew, I sincerely apologize amazing great i wouldn't have apologized so he apologized if 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 i was there he apologized for me and i didn't do that but no because i'm eating bro (laughs) like no 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 you can't go into another person person's business and get mad of that person's business if i were were to go to your ship and eat on your ship when that is disrespectful to you, I would apologize. But you came to my house. These are my rules. Okay. So I wouldn't ap- have apologized. So he apologized on behalf of people that maybe didn't want to apologize. But that's fine because that moved the plot forward. But yeah, so Mayweather, amazing. Hoshi, brilliant as always. The homoerotic moment with the pole, with the mesh of linguistic abilities and mathematical abilities is like oh a match made in heaven but Reed wanted to shoot things just for the sake of it that's so 2000 and never yeah and Flux being 
well, of course, of of course, Flux being the the voice of reason in this episode, being like, you cannot torture this being because it shows signs of intelligence, bitch. Yeah, no, I agree with all that. And I, I, I did like that we got definitely more Mayweather. That's something that we've been calling out for in the last few episodes. And obviously last week we did get a, a bit of a Mayweather-centric episode, kind of. But um, I think he got his show a bit more initiative this week. Whereas last week he was very much Archer's sidekick. This week he has, as he says, had a bit of initiative and was doing things, which is good. So, yeah, I think, as I said at the start, I think it was great for every kind of character got got a moment to shine or felt that they had a moment of maybe character development. But obviously, Reed, yeah, he gets, he wants to shoot things with sinkers, but I think he does maybe learn from that in this experience. Well, we obviously get to see him invent the force field, which is, you know, a Star Trek thing. Yeah, I like this episode. Also, I do have a question that they have in the episode, but there's no answer to it. When the alien finally releases the people, they're like, so why did the alien attack us first? Like, they didn't do anything to it. They were just working in the area and the the alien, it attacked the, the humans. So... I had that question as well, and I'm I'm not sure if the reason is he wanted to telepathically tell us where to go, but that would have worked if when the white people were talking, they were talking about any sort of coordinates. I thought didn't didn't Flock say that it just needed because of the because it was you know separated. Yeah, just to touch something to to connect to something. Yeah. So. This is just a smaller part of a big alien. So it's just one alien in the planet that can be ripped apart and maintains the same conscious, basically. So does that mean that in the planet there is just like one alien that is the base for the whole thing? Because if it's symbiotic in a small way, it's symbiotic in a big way as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I just, I just don't know the answer. <laughs> I mean, I had... Like, imagine it, it would be so Doctor Who-esque to go back to the planet and find the origin of the alien and just seeing a person laying there. Yeah. Because, as well, like, we don't know what the life form feeds on or if it feeds because the thing that they go to on the planet is huge. It's like a forest of it. Yeah. We know it's sensitive to light, so does that mean that it doesn't store up energy from the sun? I just I don't know what it's eating or how it's growing and getting its energy from. Yeah, I don't know. Because I don't think it was feeding on Archer and no. the others. It was just absorbing them because it needed to be a part of something. Which doesn't make sense if there's nothing to be a part of like that in the home planet. Yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't make sense to me either. But yeah, I didn't think too much about it because I did like the episode. But yeah, it was like seeing at the end the pan out and seeing how big it was. I was like, "What's that living on? Is there other things living in that? Is it like a forest?" Yeah, or is it like I don't know? Because everything on Earth feeds on something. Like all the symbiotic things here 
are symbiotic because someone gets something from another being and then that being gets something from that being. So that's what symbiotic means. They need to get the energy from something to move. And it was right. moving a lot. You know, you can't create energy. Energy is just conversion from one form to another. So I just Unless know. you're this alien. Unless you're this alien, yeah. This alien is the origin of the Big Bang. Yeah, maybe. It's the residual of Jizz Stain or something. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Bang never felt so literal. It was a Big Bang. <laughs> and yeah. That planet. Uh, was the that's origin. disgusting. That's where it happened. That's where it went down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think they knew when they were. I'm always fascinated in thinking about like when they were designing it. Do you think they knew? Did they do it on purpose? They had to know. They they had to cover these people in white semen. Yeah, (laughs) they had to. Yeah, like I'm sure someone, one of the actors or crew, was like, "This looks like my my cum yesterday." (laughs) This looks familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Like they they had to. Um. So yeah, they had to know. But if they, I mean, obviously it's a. Not, it's not a family show, but it's not like an R-rated show. But well, you'd think they'd have like some wink or, or a nod to it, maybe. It's I just don't know. it's maybe so not. Obvi- it's so blatantly obvious. It is, but maybe not. Maybe they they were like, okay, the the similarity is enough. We don't need to say it verbally because then maybe it's crossing over the PG line. Yeah, I don't know. But it was, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's why they didn't have. Uh, Kelly talking because maybe they thought cutting to to oh, a woman, a woman maybe. covered in that stuff might be too much. <laughs> I still think racism, but racism, sexism, all the isms, definitely for sure. Yeah, moving on from the jism monster, when they were discussing about why the Cretaceans, the Cretaceans. Cretacens, and they were discussing why the Cretacens might have left. Topol suggests... For all we know, it was Mr. Tucker's table manners that offended them. And I was just like, girl, you're obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just, there's just no need to... He's not even in the room, and she's making... Yeah, you're not teasing poking. him to... You're you're not getting a race out of him. So why why are you bringing him up? Well, because she fancies him... And his southern charm. Because we've seen the guy eat before. He's eaten with Vulcans. And he's not, like, he doesn't have bad table manners. No, she's just literally just taking the piss out of him. Obsessed. When he's not there. She's just, yeah. yeah, it's very funny. That's a very married couple thing to do. Yeah, definitely, for sure. This was also the episode where we realized that I actually do now like Trip, You know, because obviously at the start of the season, I was like, I'm not sure how I feel about him. He's a bit, you know, remember I didn't really like him that much, but now I'm like, yeah, no, I like Trip. Trip's cool. And you wait until we're 46 minutes into recording to tell me this? <laughs> well, I kind of forgot about it. How can you forget about it? I don't know, because it, it was when he was, like, asking to Paul what mood the captain was in, and then he goes in to cheer up the captain, and he was just like, I was like, like this guy is just a good friend. He's just looking out for everybody. I know, because he's a baby. He's a baby. And he, before that, he's like, 
how's everything, Hoshi? And she's like, there's a weird noise. And he's like, I'll check it in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. And if she had said, oh, I'm, I think it's urgent or it's important, he probably would have checked it there or assigned someone to do it. Right. But he wants to do it himself because he's that kind of guy and he wants to, to validate her by checking it himself, which I appreciated. So, Trip is the best, and now you are convinced of it too. I mean, I don't think he's... No, don't I mean me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, take, I, I'll take this win. Okay, I'll, I'll take, take you, I'll let you have this win for now. Do you think they finally learned their lesson now about sending the captain and commander into a dangerous situation together? No. Not because of anything, and not because they're stupid, because they are. But not because of that. But because even in current shows, that's a thing, that the captain goes. So why would this one be different? I know. No, I know. But it just, like, I don't know. It just bothered me. Yeah, it can be annoying. Yeah. Drip was even wearing a red shirt. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm just looking over my notes here, and I think the last thing that I wanted to say is that at the end of the episode, when they're, when they're going in to, you know, the, the creature has retreated, and they're going in to check on, on Archer and the other crew members, and I don't know if you noticed this, um, Flocks... Uh, uses his communicator to contact his medical team. Oh yeah. What? Who? Who? Sorry, what? Who are uh, these medical teams? I think where he's, have they he's been? animals. <laughs> his animals are the medical team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bat just swoops in to carry Archer to sick bay. Yeah. <laughs> Very much like the eagles in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, that was. That was kind of my last note on it, really. I really, as I said, enjoyed the episode. Everyone got a moment to shine. The default Hoshi scene was definitely the highlight. That chemistry. Yes. I mean, this, this screen crackled it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we, I, I'm glad we, got, a, I'm glad we got a Hoshi episode. I mean, it was kind of mixed in with everybody else episode, but I still enjoyed it. Um, it felt like, though... I could, I could be proven wrong. It felt like, okay, we're heading into kind of the final leg, leading up to the big finale. You maybe need to fit in a kind of fun episode where everyone gets a moment before we dive into the, the, the heavy stuff. So we'll see how that pans out. Yeah, it could be. It could be that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Could be that. Mm? Could, be. Mm -hmm. could be. Could be that. Mm? Okay. Um. So yeah, that was Box Song. Solid episode. I hope you really liked it. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with episode 22, Fallen Hero. You can follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at PodMeUpScotty. And if you'd like to get in touch with any questions or feedback, you can email us at PodMeUpScotty at gmail.com. And if you could also leave us a review, that'd be great. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.
Mama's up home. 